Here's to the finest crew in Starfleet. Engage. Welcome to The Greatest Generation, a Star Trek podcast by two guys who are a little bit embarrassed to have a Star Trek podcast. I'm your host, Adam Pranica. I'm your other host, Ben Harrison. Hey, Ben, uh, I think I think we're a show that listens to its audience, wouldn't you say? I've been wondering about that after our pretty scandalous last episode. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I would say in most cases, we're listening, much like, a, much like Fraser Crane. I mean, like, I don't, I don't want people to think that we're not, like, paying attention to what the listeners want. It's just that making this, this show is, uh, is a challenge, you know? It's hard to, hard to be funny about some of these apps and hard to sit through some of these apps. So we appreciate your bearing with us in running a poll that we wound up completely ignoring. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Are you really appealing to our audience for some sort of empathy about its production? Because I'm not. <laughs> I don't expect anyone to feel sorry for us. I don't. I don't, I don't think that they're going to feel sorry for us. I think I, I'm just trying to get the. I'm just trying to staunch the bleeding. Well, my point, Ben, is that one of the things that I've been reading a lot about, yeah, is how much our listener enjoys the Star Trek card bit. Oh, should we open up a pack of cards? I'm wondering if you have those cards handy and if you might open a pack. I got a pack right here. Let's do it. All right. I was trying to remember how I opened these if I like ripped them with my teeth. You know, like some some packets they'll have the like a little notch where they got it started for you. Sure. I don't think you're 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 not really supposed to open these up in the first place because it reduces the value, but well, I'm imagining that they've got to have that tab to uh, to compensate for the weak-handed Star Trek nerd, <laughs> that Star Trek nerd's ability to open up one of those packs. My phasering and remote controlling hand is very strong, though. Oh, I'm sure. Okay, well, <laughs> the first card we have here is for uh, the episode Ensign Row, and it's a oh, I love Ensign Row. Very stylized picture of Ensign Row that bears almost. No likeness to her. Oh, that's too bad, because she's got a real great likeness. Yeah, she's got a, a likeness that I like. It kind of looks like a geisha, almost, this picture. Yeah, I mean, there's an episode that is just titled Ensign Row that introduces that character. So I think You are that's referring to for. the episode entitled The Geisha? <laughs> uh, let's see, here's one for an episode entitled Peak Performance. Which uh, is a real psychedelic picture of a Ferengi ship and a and the Enterprise in a gnarled hand in Pulaski's hand. Yeah, is this the one where they like the Ferengi like try to sell them a ship or something? Does that, does that sound about right? I I remember that episode. That's the episode where uh, where they give Riker a jalopy to fight against the Enterprise <laughs> with, right? Yeah, I mean if Khan can do it, yeah. Uh, let's see. Here's one for an episode called The Quality of Life. It looks like a, uh, a locking nut with an eye peering through the hole. Don't remember what this one is. A lot of these I don't remember. Jeez. All, all good things. Oh, this is for the last episode of the series. Whoa. Dang. Is that a, is that a special edition card or anything, or is that like the others? It's just like the others. It's, uh, 
the Enterprise is flying into either an eye or a butthole, depending on how you're picturing it. And Picard and Q are staring at each other across a divide. And uh, let's see, the last one here is for the measure of a man. Mm. Remember that one? I do. Captain Maddox? Yeah. Wait, wasn't it Commander Maddox? It was Commander Maddox. Just Captain on this card. These cards are fucking bullshit. Maybe you got a misprint. Maybe that one's Maybe this one's worth extremely something. valuable. Yeah. So just to be clear, every box is supposed to get three signed cards in it. You have okay. one signed card. Yeah, for, for for George Baxter. For George Baxter. So we're still hoping to get those two other signature cards. How many packs do you have left, do you think? I'm gonna guess there's twenty of them or something. Oh how man. Many, how many are in this box? This is going to be a bit that goes on then, isn't it? Yeah. Three autograph cards inside. How do they control for that? I don't know. There must be some weird marking on each pack, right? Yeah, some secret marking that you would never know. Maybe it's the notch. Maybe. The weak-handed notch. (laughs) Yeah, well, I feel like the fact that there's three signed cards inside makes me despair of ever getting a Jaeger. But I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. I like your chances for a Jaeger. And if you don't get one in this box, I'm just going to keep buying you boxes. I mean, a George Baxter is is almost as great as a Jaeger in a lot of ways. <laughs> in many ways, it is. It's like, can you think of anybody more marginal on the show? <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anyone more naked. Yeah. That guy, so, uh, Some a, a lot of people sent us George Baxter's website after that episode. Yeah. And how he uh, like... Uh, kind of a creep show, huh? Yeah. He, he's like, he's got some sort of religious uh, addiction book and he's like a, a doctor with a jerry curl now. Yeah. I, th- I think at the time we both agreed that he would be a great candidate for Greatest Gen Con 2017. Yeah, but I don't want him coming pitching his, his wares, you know, his snake oil. Yeah, we are in complete agreement on that. If if he's if he's a new age weirdo, then uh, I think we can do without him. I think we could do better. Or a regular age weirdo, any kind of weirdo. You know, I want somebody that's got the same light embarrassment that we have about their relationship with the show, but their relationship happens to have been a professional one. Absolutely, I, we're in complete agreement there. See, see, we did something for the viewer here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh. A viewer I keep referring to as the viewer. I just love picturing people all across this country and this planet staring at their at their phone screens as nothing happens to our logo while they listen to our show. It's just a bit of hypnosis of our listener. Like, I want them to want a live show of our show. I don't know how that would work, mm-hmm. but I want them to crave it. <laughs> and by planting these seeds every couple episodes, I'm going to get them thinking that they should be a viewer of this show and not just a listener. This is becoming a speech. You're the captain, sir. You're entitled. Hmm. I'm entitled to ramble on about something everyone knows. Our episode today is Season 2, Episode 13, Time Squared. So it starts with... Commander Riker, groovy bachelor that he is, setting up a, a a fun dinner party in his quarters. Did you think this was dinner? I thought it was breakfast. Oh, was it supposed to be breakfast? But the lights were so low. I think the lights are always low in Riker's apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the limit. Yeah. Well, you know, it, 
the 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 UV light doesn't work well if you don't if you don't turn off the other light sources. Riker has to spend a lot of time preparing his apartment for guests. I imagine he's got to mm-hmm. take down all the tarps. Yeah, he's got to really scrub down that bathroom. Yeah, he's got to really light all the incense. Yeah, uh, he's doing something that's very strange, which is preparing food at the dinner table because you know Starfleet quarters don't have kitchens because nobody cooks in the future, and um, uh, his guests arrive. I think it's uh, Wharf Data. Jordy and Pulaski? Is that right? Yeah. Is Jordy there? Man, I just watched this episode and I can't remember if he is. <laughs> yeah. Fades into the background. But uh yeah. the uh he uh he uh is making them omelets out of some kind of egg that he picked up on some planet that they were recently at. And you uh, can't look, Ben, you're more than just like a guy who cooks dinner for he and his wife. You're you're an accomplished home cook yeah i i know what i'm doing i think you're 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 someone i can trust when i ask a question like this you can't just make an omelet out of any kind of egg right i mean an earth egg i would be i would be curious to try almost any kind as long as it was from the reptile or bird kingdom uh, yeah, but Riker just like picked these eggs up yeah. at a bodega at at some backwater starbase yeah bad move they put like a computer pad over a heating element <laughs> to make a, a cook surface. <laughs> well, you need a non-stick surface yeah. to cook those eggs. Yeah, and, everything's and coated on is, Teflon. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, everyone is like dry heaving, <laughs> trying to get these eggs down, except for Worf, who is scarfing. Delicious. Yeah, <laughs> this is a genuinely fu- funny moment. I thought Worf, Worf thinks these fucking eggs are great. A warrior's egg. Yeah, he he loves that which is gross. <laughs> so you thought it was breakfast, huh? I totally thought it was breakfast. I thought that they were having like an omelet dinner. There was ale. Like Pulaski brought a huge bottle of booze. Look, man, I I am almost a thousand percent sure Pulaski is an alcoholic, <laughs> and so I didn't I didn't bat an eye to the idea that she brought booze to breakfast. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, this is probably brunch, right? I mean, people drink a brunch. Oh, maybe it was brunch. Yeah. Well, brunch gets cut off because uh, they all get called up to the bridge on some crazy shit, which is that there is a Federation shuttlecraft way out here in the middle of nowhere. It's a little bit like in uh, Star Wars A New Hope when they discover a TIE fighter flying out in the middle of nowhere, and they're like, how did it get here? This thing can't travel faster than light. I'm uh, I'm not familiar with that reference. Yeah, so they approach the shuttlecraft and it is just flopping around in space. Yeah, I like seeing it kind of like rotate. I feel like you never see ships upside down in this show. Yeah. I mean, like you should because there's no there's no concept of verticality in outer space. But in Star Trek, like the ships are always a certain orientation like if if a romulan shows up they're not going to be like inverted compared to what you would expect it's going to be like eye to eye with the enterprise well yeah i mean and by saying that it only it only serves to describe how creepy as hell it looks yeah that they that when they approach this thing it's just all spinning around yeah and this is one of your hated plywood type shuttlecrafts <laughs> yeah i did a little bit of research into into this whole thing, there's there's two versions. 
of of the craft. That's what I love about you, Adam. I would never do research for this show. <laughs> so check it out. I'm going to drop some science on you. So there is the shuttle craft, which is the Toyota Previa minivan right. of shuttles. And that one is capable of warp flight. That's, that's the oh. rounded corner. Uh, two warp nacelle like shuttlecraft, yeah. and that's that's the that's kind got, you never like, see them walk up to because they can't build right. something as good looking as that on on a human scale. That's the one that uh, that young Jake commandeers. I can't get the engine started. What am I gonna do in season one? That's that one looks incredibly difficult to fly. If if Jake is any example of that. <laughs> so there's that version, and that's got like a cargo area in the back. Again, like the Previa. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the shuttle pod, which is the oh. race car bed version of a shuttle. Right. And that does not have warp engines. It comes it's in a little... Yeah, well, it comes in a flat pack from Ikea, so they're not going to put yeah. a, uh, an antimatter injection system in, in that thing. It looks like two refrigerator boxes <laughs> glued together <laughs> with, like, a cutout window. It's It's like the... It's like the child's assembly version of what a shuttle a shuttle craft would be. Yeah, it's known as a shuttle pod. Well, That's it, what these are. It's it's built on a level that I was basically able to nail using home home uh, you know crafting materials when I was nine years old, uh, as as evidenced by my my photo that I talked about last week. Are you ever going to post those? Or are you too ashamed? No, no, th- those are those are posted, man. Oh really? Yeah. Good job, man. You are really like sticking your face right into the shame. <laughs> of the, I, I find of it of cathartic, Adam. <laughs> Good for you, Ben. <laughs> you don't need that therapist in L.A. <laughs> You're doing your own form of therapy. Yeah, it's not working. It is a guiding principle of a dark lady face. Have you got find it within yourself to stand up tell the truth? You don't deserve to wear that uniform. So they, uh, they, they tractor beam this shuttle pod into the shuttle bay and they open up and uh, and reveal its contents to be Malibu Picard. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason I call him this is because uh he is a much tanner version of Jean-Luc Picard. Yeah, that was weird. His skin did look notably darker. Yeah. I don't know who they got to to play this part. Yeah. But he's a very convincing Patrick Stewart. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a JCVD. Uh, yeah, of course, of course. So they rip the pot open, and there he is, and uh, and he's he's in some sort of coma state. Uh, they they kind of give him a good shaking. Yeah, doesn't he's doesn't, not waking up. He's non-responsive. So they decide to put him on a stretcher, and they like wheel him through the Enterprise on to sick bay. I thought this decision was insane. <laughs> Rather than beam him, you mean? No, I mean, like, what is the crew going to think seeing this guy wheeled through the hallways? <laughs> yeah, they should do, like, when uh, when you're on a transcontinental flight and the flight attendants are going to have their meal and it's the food that the people in first class get. Yeah. They walk it back from the first class <laughs> galley with, like, a towel over it so that people yeah. don't look at it and get jealous. Yeah. You, you wanna... Yeah, I think people are going to see Malibu Picard and they're going to go... Well, he's been taking a lot of shore leave lately, clearly. They should have at least looks. They should have at least put a beagle puss on him so that his identity <laughs> was concealed. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Uh and I don't think uh let's just call him Picard Prime. Like 
I don't think Picard recognizes the danger of being so close to Malibu Picard because, like, if he touches him, doesn't that break the space-time continuum? Doesn't that, like, destroy the entire universe? I don't think that we have to assume that the mechanic of of uh, Back to the Future is at play in this This show. is not canonical Back to the Future? No. Is that but what you're saying? But I do think that it was like, there's a funny moment in there where Picard is, like, kind of searching for an explanation, and he's like, On human. Artificial. And he's he like goes to two explanations that could totally happen in this universe for yeah. there being a double of you, and like not to mention like transporter accident, which we confront in another episode. But like, man, there are so many reasons that Picard could be looking at a, a double of himself, but they're so weirded out by it. And it really begins an emotional pattern for Picard Prime, where. He hates the other Picard, yeah. like immediately. I think that's a weird response. I mean, I feel like I would be the same. I would be the same if I met myself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there's so much that uh, that someone finds hateable about themselves that if you were confronted with an exact copy, I, yeah. yeah, I think that would be totally natural. So as as the medical process unfolds, the other side of this story is Data and Geordi attempting to fire up this shuttle pod, and they uh, they find that its power system is like completely backwards wired from what they expect, and they just it's it's a real head scratcher because they can't. It's like an Italian car, right? It's like trying to work on a Fiat. <laughs> yeah, you got to take it to the special guy. <laughs> um, the uh, you know, like they plug it in, and it and it's like. It powers up for a second and then powers down. They they can't make heads or tails of it. And then it is shooting static everywhere too. And yeah. data is just fine, just like super content to just be in a shuttle that is shooting lightning everywhere. Yeah, Jordy's like Jordy takes a couple steps back and he's like, Data, you know, you're not like completely invincible, <laughs> but data's like data's starting to brim with confidence in in this area. I would say. Yeah. I, is it confidence or is it a death wish? Maybe, maybe. I'm just saying, like, if he's if he's like sticking his arm through. If you had to hang out with Jordy as much <laughs> as Data has to, I think I'd have a real death wish thing as well. I just think that uh, I just I, I I think that like he has tested his his strength enough times and had no consequences that uh, that uh, he's like he's hubristic at, at this point. It's a fair assessment. Um, I buy into that. Yeah, but they they uh, they get the thing powered up after a bunch of you know a bunch of jerry rigging, and uh, they discover that the shuttle pod's clock says that it's six hours in the future, and they download a log that's just like like Picard bumming out that he just watched the Enterprise blow up, and some video of Riker watching a shuttle pod leave the shuttle bay and then the shuttle pod outside the enterprise in like a vortex and a uh little uh little beam of light comes and whacks into the enterprise and it and it blows up really quickly. We're watching a lot of galaxy class ships get destroyed this season. It's great. Yeah. They are uh they are highly expendable in the production budget at this point. You know why? Probably I bet at this point there was a scale model, like a plastic model available on the mass market. And they're like, we could build, we, I mean, like we get these for cost. We just build <laughs> these and blow them up every episode. 
I remember buying those for like 20 bucks. That's a lot for a kid. Right. And and you figure that that price is Keystone twice. So the cost to blow up a model of the ship at this point is $5. I've told you what kind of value $20 can get a, a child of my age when the show <laughs> came out. Yeah. And, and what kind of shame. My love is a So they're watching this footage in the conference room, and it is horrifying. Yeah. Like, they've basically watched everyone die. And and Picard's the only survivor, and once they realize this, everyone just sort of turns to Picard, like, yeah, what like, the fuck, man? I just don't understand how you could have ended up in a shuttlecraft while the Enterprise was being destroyed. I thought the captain goes down with the ship, bro. And Worf is like, is like he just like can't even believe it. He... And, and and is the only one that will say it out loud that... The last thing you would do is leave the bridge at the Enterprise during an emergency. And Picard is like, yeah, I would never do that, right, guys? This is an amazing little piece of performance by Patrick Stewart, because he is definitely yeah. like, mm. I mean, if it was between not blowing up and blowing up, I might not want to blow up. <laughs> like, you can see all of that on his face. <laughs> Look, guys, there's only one shuttle available... <laughs> I mean, someone's got to tell the story of this ship. <laughs> it might as well be a, a, a Shakespearean-trained actor from from London. <laughs> the beautiful speaking voice. It's a real uncomfortable moment. Yeah, it is real, you know, everybody's stretching their collar going, gah, gah. And it really informs the hate that he gets on for Malibu Picard. Yeah. So that so he goes into sick bay, and uh, and checks out his body double, and he's like, Wake him. "Just do it. Just do it. I don't care about the consequences. Nothing is impossible." And much like the shuttlecraft being wired backwards, this Malibu Picard is also wired backwards. Pulaski <laughs> shoots him up with a with with some wake up juice. And it nearly kills him. Like yeah. all of his vitals grenade. She's got to shoot him up with something different to put him back to sleep. Like there's something a little off about both the the shuttle and this other Picard. Yeah. And and he he's essentially, like as, as Troy puts it, like he's kind of looking at them from across a dimensional void. And, uh, and just does it, he like barely understands the scenario he's in. But... As and Troy they, also confirms that he is Jean-Luc Picard, right. like without question, like there is, he's not a robot, he's not an alien, like he's the real deal. Yeah, and as they converge on the time at which Malibu Picard was uh, initially separated from the ship, he will get more with it, but, Yeah, which is very convenient. Where do you think Wesley is at this moment? Wesley, the boy. The boy. Young Wesley Crusher. My son. Uh, well, he doesn't make an appearance in this episode, as far as I know. He doesn't. Yeah. And I think that's for his own safety. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the Picard Eiffel Tower that they could have uh, put together here is uh, hard to hard to think about with a straight face. <laughs> God, just a uh, spit-roasting Wesley Crusher. is <laughs> <laughs> uh is a image I briefly had before violently throwing up. <laughs> what would they be basting it with? Uh, anyway, so 
I mean, they through the uh, through both the log and what they're able to glean from the shuttle, like they're realizing that they're coming up on the moment that something will destroy the ship. They aren't sure what, and they're trying to figure out what they should do. Like, are they on this road? To right. their destruction should they peel off and stop the ship should they turn around like they're tossing out all these options it's like, like a time paradox you know like if we change course is that the thing that puts us in the scenario where we get fucked over or if we stay on this course does that put us in the scenario and yeah and they're pretty sure that at some point picard deciding to leave the ship is going to be the wrong choice because that uh seems to have something to do with the rest of the ship getting Zapparooned. Yeah. But they're not really sure like when when that wrong choice is going to come up. And suddenly this energy vortex has just appeared beneath us. They look down and there is a giant vortex in space that the ship is perfectly positioned over and uh and it's like uh it's like the Chinese finger trap episode. Every every like ounce of energy they throw into the warp engines to get out of this thing is causing them to be pulled in harder. The effect looks pretty cool. It's like a smoky shower drain. Totally. It's like one of the coolest visual effects that we've seen yet, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, and you're right. They're they're uh they're stepping on the pedal harder and harder and the ship's not moving. And if anything, the ship is is being pulled within this well. And it's sort of, the effect is really cool. Like, it sort of slides backwards down the drain. Yeah. They're deep in this fissure, and Picard sort of gets fed up, and he decides to go back down to sickbay and try and get some answers out of Malibu Picard, which is a, a weird moment because Troy, decide, like, pops up after Picard is in the turbo lift to run after him. But then he shows up in sick bay, and she's like standing there waiting for him. Do you notice that bit? Yeah, I I just wrote it off as I figured they must uh, have had some other scene in there that they had to cut or something. But there's got to be a bunch of entrances to sick bay too. I'm imagining maybe she she took a yeah her turbo lift was was on the Geordie setting. Uh, <laughs> spat her out. Yeah, she really got rocked on her way there. Yeah, and and I think that this is like right around the point where both Picards start getting zapped with lightning. That kind of just comes from the ceiling. Yeah, they're both getting zapped by the thing, and their sensors indicate that that this smoky drain has got (laughs) some sort of intelligence. Like uh, Uh, like smoky drain, so in this season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it has an intelligence, and it seems to be targeting uh, both Picards. It's an entity, a life form, which recognizes the Enterprise as an entity with me as its brain, and it wants me. What regular Picard starts to realize is that the, as that Malapu Picard, in order to save the rest of the ship, he, its brain, would sacrifice himself to this fissure, and rather than allow... Malibu Picard to re- relive that moment because Malibu Picard has like hopped out of his sick bay bed and started jogging down the hallway toward toward the uh, shuttle bay. Regular Picard is is uh, is not going to let that happen this time. He's he's going to break the cycle. 
Yeah, and it's not like Malibu Picard is just like regular Picard. He's weirdly robotic and single-minded in his effort. He's, I think he only has like three or four lines of dialogue. He's like, The energy in the vortex wants me. It's a fun scene because it winds up being a lot of Picard big-dogging Picard and Picard big-dogging Picard back. Yeah. Which is, uh, I mean, that is a uh, an unstoppable force meeting an immovable object. Yeah, so Picard... Picard Prime is like, there's got to be another solution you guys came up with. Like, this can't be the only idea that the other Enterprise came up with to save the ship. Like, what is it? And Malibu Picard's like, yeah, I mean, th- that other idea would never work. I got to get in the shuttle. <laughs> Picard Prime's like, no, seriously, there's another thing, What's right? the idea? Help yeah. me out here. Yeah, Malibu Picard's like, one, but it would never work. No way. I'm getting on that shuttle. And Picard Prime's like, forget it. I'm not letting you on the shuttle. He does he does that, like, break glass here thing. Yeah. And instead of a fire extinguisher, there's four dustbuster phasers right by where he's at in the shuttle bay. He yeah. grabs one of them and just fucking murders Malibu Picard. The cycle must end. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so he feels like this situation... Can you know he can't inv- involve himself in this situation any further? So he's going to get back to the bridge. Tells tells Riker to turn the ship into the wind and and head for the center of the fissure, and uh, radios up Pulaski to let her know that there's a uh, a Picard in in need of her attention in the shuttle bay, and uh, she and O'Brien show up, and O'Brien is basically there just there to stand and look at Picard during their escape from the fissure because the ship warps toward the center of the fissure which just disappears it goes away the the extra shuttlecraft and the extra picard vanish right as they're leaving danger and o'brien has his single line of the entire episode which is just radioing up the bridge and going like the other picard and the shuttle are gone yep everything's all right down here picard disappeared like so many problems, the only way out was through. Yeah. You might have heard us talk about Squarespace before, and you're thinking, what do I need a website for? I already have a bunch of profiles across the different social medias. But isn't it time you had a place online that wasn't owned by a social media company? How about you take control of your online identity with a website of your own? For that, there's Squarespace. With Squarespace, you can buy a URL and build a customized website with your name, and not a giant social media company's name, with your name attached and a bunch of numbers at the end. With Squarespace, you can have a place on the internet personalized to your aesthetic that lets you tell people about who you are instead of an algorithm. And the best part is, you don't have to be an experienced designer or a web page creator to make something great because Squarespace is always there for you with their award-winning 24x7 customer support. Don't settle for being another company's product. Be your own product with a website that's all you with Squarespace. Go to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use the offer code SCARVES to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com. The code is SCARVES. Think it. Dream it. Make it with Squarespace. A good time so often has a downside, doesn't it? 
especially when it comes to stuff that you put in your birdie. We've all been hungover before. I mean, many of us have, I guess. Or we've had too much jazz in our gummy. And that sucks, right? Because you don't think about the time after the good time that you've been trying to have a good time. That's why I like Lumi Labs so much. It's the predictability. Through painstaking trial and error, I have found my perfect dose. It's what I can depend on when I can use a little more chill, a little help getting into a creative headspace, and I don't need to have too much fun doing whatever it is I need to be doing. And I'm so glad that Microdose is available nationwide. That means just about anyone can try it. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use the code SCARVES to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Again, that's microdose.com and the code is SCARVES. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. And it's a it's a kind of a kind of a strange ending, you know. Picard has a, a little sulk over in the uh, over in the corner of the observation lounge, as uh, as Riker is wont to do. And uh, you know, there's not a, a lot of answers. They don't really know like what the fuck even happened, what that thing was. Uh, science doesn't have any answers for them. And they just have to, like, continue doing what they were doing, hoping that never happens again. Yeah, tonally, I think it made this episode really unique because, I mean, here we are in season two. It's episode 13. This is the first ending that I can remember that wasn't like a slide whistle and a a That's All Folks style ending. Like, normally they're tonally really weird and, and, and uplifting. Yeah. But this one definitely ends on kind of a down note. Totally. It's a it's an interesting episode for a lot of reasons. I feel like this is like uh all of the fun and games with Data and Jordy like collaborating on the shuttlecraft. Um there's a couple of like pretty heavy conversations between the counselor and the doctor about like when or if they're going to have to uh talk about the possibility of relieving Picard of command. Like it 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 feels more like an episode from a season three or season four series than season two. 
that scene, especially between Troy and Pulaski, I thought was great. I thought it was one of the best parts of the episode because yeah. it was, I mean, they were talking about a specific character, but they were speaking to something that's very universal. Like when someone is confronted by their own weakness, I mean, this is what is happening, literally, is Picard is looking down at Malibu Picard and seeing uh, a coward mm-hmm. and and someone who chose wrong to the degree that it killed everyone he knew on the ship and destroyed his ship. Right. Like, there it is, like in stark relief on on that bio bed. Right, and, and as a dude who's lost a ship in the line before, like yeah. that has to really, like suck ass for him to think about like is this something about me that is causing this problem yeah is it a fatal flaw and i mean it's not speculative it happens yeah and that's got to be terrifying and awful for him and and it's public too like yeah like his entire senior staff knows that he has made this decision in the future and it killed everyone and it's just eating him up it's really great exposition Totally. I thought it was super strong. I thought this episode was one of the strongest we've seen yet. One of my favorite episodes. I agree. I'm surprised I didn't remember it better going in. I just loved it. As you were watching, did you find yourself a drunk Shimoda? Incredible. Drunk Shimoda. The only one I could really come up with was O'Brien, just because like, him coming in and like very pointedly not having any lines for the first like three minutes he's on on camera i was like oh boy they're saving some money on o'brien this episode (laughs) and and like i don't know like i don't know why it was o'brien like like under what circumstances is the doctor rushing to the aid of an injured crewman and going oh let me call the transporter chief as i'm as i'm headed there yeah (laughs) yeah like what the fuck is going on there I wasn't sure at that moment if O'Brien knew that there were two Picards on the ship. Like, right. do you think for a moment he rushes into the shuttle bay and he's like, holy shit, that's, the captain's dead. That's how his performance reads for sure. Yeah, he's totally. like, he's completely dismayed. <laughs> like, it, it's like, it it plays well that he doesn't speak because he is at a complete loss for words. Yeah. I, I loved that. Yeah, in a in a circumstance where the captain of the flagship is dead, that it would just be him and Pulaski <laughs> in the shuttle. <laughs> like, my Shimoda is Pulaski for bringing booze to breakfast. <laughs> this is another in a in a pattern of alcoholic behaviors that I know you've noticed. Yeah, the entire season. Uh, when she first beams onto the ship, she's in 10 forward drinking. Yep. No one seems to recognize this. Maybe alcoholism isn't a concern in the 24th century, mostly mm-hmm. because uh, there is no real booze to be found. Right. But I think Dr. Pulaski's taste for the booze, even though the booze may not have uh, the desired effect, the <laughs> modern effect that one would have by drinking too much... I think there's cause for concern here. So, yeah, Pulaski getting the party started before a shift uh, at brunch. Yeah. She's my Shimoda. Okay. I am the cutest of all. There are four lights. What do we have coming up for the next episode? Uh, so the next episode is episode 13 of season two, The Icarus Factor. 
Riker's long-lost father reappears on the eve of his departure to become the captain of a new starship. Boy, you're really giving it the game show, aren't you? Yeah, I don't know. I I was like reading him more and more intense, and I feel like at a at a certain point, like that will have a logical end. You remember this episode? I mean, I I, I vaguely remember a sort of uh, American Gladiator style <laughs> fight to the death between Riker and his dad. Yeah, do they put on like uh, do they put on those like? Those uh, leotards where the the neckline comes way down below the nipple, so the the over the shoulder straps are the only thing covering up Riker's hairy nipples. Was this the same game that Worf and Tasha Yar were going to go play in season one? Remember when they were wearing this, that weird getup? Yeah, I don't know. That was like a different hall? getup, though. Yeah, wasn't wasn't that Parisi Squares, which is like oh yeah. One of those things that's like a Star Wars, a Star Trek universe, a Star Wars universe. I can't remember. One of the two. Uh, it uh, always gets mentioned. You're really going to piss off a lot of people talking about Star Wars on this pod. <laughs> Bring it, assholes! <laughs> don't poke the beehive, Ben. <laughs> but I don't. I don't think we've ever actually seen Parisi Squares played. It's just talked about as a game that people in the Federation are fond of and is violent. Well, I'm down. Let's watch it. Okay, no veto? No. Post-Luxwana Troy stress syndrome is what I have, (laughs) and I'm going to be saving mine for that eventual circumstance. That's interesting. You're you're saving your veto for a mommy issue episode, but you wouldn't use one on a daddy issue episode. I guess not. Yeah. Yeah, you're really doing some... uh, some psychotherapy on me, aren't you? Yeah. Some... Is that what this has been from the start? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we've we've really uh, made a breakthrough here. You notice? The... You really don't believe in doctor-patient confidentiality, do you? What's that? I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I slept. I slept through half of uh, therapy school. So it's that thing where you're not supposed to put the session online. Yeah, I I must have missed that part. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, everyone can listen to that session next time. Uh, until then, you can reach out to us on the Twitters uh, using the hashtag GreatestGen. I'm at Cup for Time. Ben is at Benjamin R. A-H-R. We have a Reddit now. If you go to reddit.com slash GreatestGen, you can also engage in some lively discussion at the Max Fun Reddit, which is reddit.com slash Maximum Fun. Is it like slash R slash Maximum Fun? Put an R in it there. It is. That'll it work. It is. And, and like... Like most things having to do with this show and its relationship to Max Fun, uh, not many people comment on the Maximum Fun Reddit threads involving this show. So go over there and uh, and throw us a comment. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe let the network know that they haven't made a terrible terrible mistake by having us on. I mean, outside of the extent to which they already realized that. Sure. Um. I mean, they have they have another six seasons to realize their mistake. I haven't read the contract, but I'm pretty sure they can terminate it at any time. I think they can. Um, if you feel like supporting the show, go to MaximumFun.com slash donate also. Dot org slash donate. And uh, yeah, I mean, Maximum Fun is a great network. I think anybody that enjoys our show would enjoy lots and lots of podcasts on this network. You got your Lady to Lady, you got your Jordan Jesse Go, you got your Stop Podcasting Yourself, you got your Pop Rocket. It's a big feast, and you can 
pick and choose all kinds of great shows that they have. Yeah, Jordan Jesse Go gave us a great shout out a couple yeah. episodes ago. That was so. very kind of them. And I think the Adventure Zone also gave us a really nice shout out. So I didn't listen to that one because I don't have four hours of time <laughs> to listen to a podcast. Uh, well, you just, uh, I mean, you don't have to listen in all one go. Well, uh, I've really enjoyed talking about this episode of Star Trek The Next Generation with you, Adam. Looking forward to the next one. Thanks, Ben. Even though this is really self-serving, this is all about your weird therapy session with me. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be back at you next time with another great episode of Star Trek The Next Generation and also whatever this is. Also another five-minute conclusion to our podcast. Oh, we did a little bit better this time. Yeah, we did. Good job, Ben. Hey, nice work. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.